Glory. Amen. Well, today we begin TED, Training Evangelism and Discipleship. And I'm excited that we're going to have a great time of learning the whole of this week. Lift your hands together. Let's pray. Father, we rejoice that we have the privilege of being equipped, the privilege of being trained and prepared as workmen that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And we rejoice that our hearts are ready and our hearts are excited about the realities that the Holy Ghost will bring to our attention. Thank you for the resources that are made available to us to enable us carry out the mandate, the assignment, the vision that you have given to us as a family, as a church, and as a body that you have set apart to fulfill this assignment. So I ask that as your word comes with clarity, your people are built up, equipped, edified, and I decree that bodies and yokes are destroyed. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. And we rejoice that by the end of this service, we'll all be the better for it. We give you praise, glory, honor for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name, and every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our feet together. As we say these words, I am born of God. I am born of the word. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally therefore today i will understand the word of his grace i will be built up by the end of this service i will never be the same never ever be the same again in jesus name and every believer says a powerful amen we want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of kingdom life network facebook youtube twitter instagram all of the social media community we're so glad to have all of you connected to the service this morning we also want to welcome the acquire bomb state con community connected to the service by way of comfort fm xlfm radio acquire bomb you know you fm heritage fm inspiration fm we're so glad to welcome all of you to the service we wanted to do us a favor help me invite a friend a family member somebody you really love of, ask them to tune to this service is going to change their lives forever and of course social media like we've always done let's get this word to the ends of the earth let's get this word to to, to blanket the entire marble planet blue marble planet with the truths of christ jesus so help me share the video on your page tag some people you know reach out to some people and of course share with all the groups on your page put them on monogram telegram put them on whatsapp groups let's get the word all over the world all our campuses around the world we're glad to welcome all of you this is ted season five and it's going to be an adventure as we study the word of his grace together are we excited to be in church this morning can we celebrate our fellowship with a shout this morning is that a shout is that a shout <laughs> glory amen grab your pen your notebook your bible you can be seated with your sweet smart self let's get in the word this morning <clears throat> we're going to be examining the disciple and the church the disciple and the church third season five we begin today every day till next sunday so it's going to be an exciting time the book of matthew chapter 28 verse number 18 to 20 matthew chapter 28 verse 18 to 20 and jesus came and spake unto them saying all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth go ye therefore and teach 
if a Bible is mine, I will underline the word teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Next verse, teaching them, if a Bible is mine, I will underline teaching them, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. <clears throat> we are emphasizing the importance of the local church. The importance of the local church. Your conduct and what is your responsibilities. Your conduct and what is your responsibilities. Coming with our rights in Christ. Coming with our rights in Christ Jesus is our responsibilities in Christ and through Christ. So you must recognize that as we learn the word of God, we were going to be looking at our rights and our responsibilities in Christ and Christ through us. The word teach that I ask you to underline, that word teach all nations there, is where you have the word make disciples. Make disciples. The Greek word matetio. M-A-T-H math. E-T-E-U-O. Matetio. It means to make disciples. To make disciples. In other words, that's an important element of the work of the ministry. That is an important element of the work of the ministry. And of course, you know that all of us are called to the work of the ministry. So, the art of making disciples is an important element of the work of the ministry. Thank God for members. People who say, well, you know, I'm a member of Power City. I'm a member. Thank God for members. Those who come to church, you know, when they have the time. And when they are able to create the time, they come to church. You know, we thank God for them. They love this church and they, they attend this church. But you see, the call of God upon the church is to make disciples. Not just to attend church once in a while. The call, the intent, the purpose, um, the mandate of God for this church and for the church is to make disciples. Or to make students. To make students. It's not to have people attend church and be entertained no that's not the mission of the church is to make disciples which is similar to a school similar to a school where you enlist to learn by precept and example where you enlist to learn by precept and example in other words the gospel is like a course curriculum the gospel is like a course curriculum the gospel of christ is like a course of study that you embark upon in a school like a course of study that you embark upon in a school the gospel is like a course curriculum where you investigate the details all the time where you investigate and interrogate the details all the time in doing that investigation, you become a student of the gospel. You become a student of the gospel. 
So, when Jesus said, make disciples, is that word, matetio, matetio, or to train people, to make students, or to train people. You find that word used in three other places. Matthew chapter 13, verse 52. Matthew chapter 13, verse 52. Then said he unto them, therefore, every scribe which is instructed if your bible is mine i will underline the word instructed which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old the word instructed into the kingdom in other words you are groomed into the kingdom you are groomed into the kingdom so discipleship is a grooming discipleship is a grooming that is the essence of our church services the essence of our church services is to groom people grooming to groom okay so our church services is not where you come and look for how to be touched you know i was touched in that service i was touched no you don't come here to be touched okay it's not touch and go you don't come here to be touched church services is not a place where you come to look for a word i need a word i'm looking for a word <laughs> you don't come here if you're looking for what there are other places you can go and get a word this place is not a place to come and get a word this place is where you are actively groomed where you are actively groomed sometimes it's nice sometimes it's not nice grooming is not always nice sometimes it's nice and sometimes it's not nice in matthew chapter 27 verse 57 you will see that word again matthew matthew 27 57 when the even was come there came a rich man of aramathea named joseph who also himself was jesus's disciple acts 14 21 so he was a disciple of jesus joseph of aramathea acts 14 21 and when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught taught on the line taught and had taught many they returned again to lystra and to iconium and antioch the fundamental way discipleship is done is by teaching teaching that's the fundamental way to raise a disciple by teaching or to produce a student by teaching the greek word teaching in matthew chapter 28 verse 20 is the word didasco teaching teaching them the word teaching there is applied in schools in the greek language is applied in schools in other words the church is a school you know i have told you before for especially for those that really went through have gone through my mentoring academy and those who are students of my mentoring academy i have told you before that the idea of a bible school is not found in the bible at all isn't it funny bible school is not found in the bible <laughs> the idea of a bible school is not found in the bible at all 
What is Bible school in the Bible are regular church services. We are not supposed to be going to one place to attend Bible school. If churches were doing what they ought to have done. The reason for Bible school is an indictment on the failure of the church to do what was necessary. So that's where there was a need for an institution somewhere where people are selected and taken there who are serious to be equipped to come and do the work of ministry. But that defeats the purpose of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 and 12. He that descended is he that ascended up on high and when he ascended up on high he gave gifts to men, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastoring teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints. Not a selected group of people. For the perfecting of the saints. Believers. For the work of the ministry. So every believer ought to be equipped to do the work of the ministry. Meaning the church ought to be the Bible school. So that the body of Christ may be edified. So that's why we took time to establish that the bible school or the church has the gospel and the gospel is a course curriculum it's a course curriculum so you don't just say jesus died jesus was buried and he rose for our sins that is the title that is the topic do you understand jesus died he was buried he rose again ascended glorified that's the topic okay so it's like i wrote a book and the title of my book is jesus rose again there is a wonderful glory i now know what is in the book jesus rose again something must be wrong with you that is the title of the book you have not even opened the introduction you've not even looked at the table of contents jesus died he was buried. He rose again. It's the title. That's the topic. That's the topic of the course. It's not the details. Now you have to explore the details patiently and painstakingly. So discipleship is actually a practice. A practice discipleship is an art and i want you to learn it and be able to disciple others effectively mm -mm. to be able to disciple others effectively mm -mm. in discipleship is like training up a student bringing up people in the details of a course curriculum bringing up a people in the details of a course curriculum a practice or a trade a practice or a trade that's what jesus is teaching here he said go and make disciples discipleship is something you know by observation something you know by observation in acts chapter 2 verse 41 acts chapter 2 verse 41 <clears throat> acts of the apostles chapter 2 verse 41 then they that gladly received this word were baptized and the same day they were added unto them about three thousand souls next verse and they continued if the bible is mine i will underline that they continued steadfastly continued steadfastly in the apostles 
doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers in the apostles doctrine they believed they were added to the church then you read further those who believed acts chapter 4 verse 4 those who believed acts chapter 4 verse 4 how be it many of them which had the word believed and the number of the men was about five thousand those who believed then you also see it in acts chapter 2 verse 47 write down and acts chapter 4 verse 32 those who believed so they were called believers in acts chapter 2 acts chapter 3 acts chapter 4 acts chapter 5 they were called believers those who believe but by acts chapter 6 verse 1 something changes acts chapter 6 verse 1 and in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied they were no more called believers they were now called disciples chapter 2 chapter 3 chapter 4 chapter 5 believers were added chapter 6 the number of the disciples so they migrated from believers to disciples there is a migration from being a believer to a disciple why were they not called disciples in acts chapter 3 4 5 because you only get to know disciples with time you only get to know disciples with time it's not touch and go it's not hit and run I didn't come to this church to get a word a word a word no I came to be disciples and you only get to know disciples with time those whom you observe are actually imbibing a practice they are actually imbibing a practice a doctrine or a lifestyle they are imbibing a practice a doctrine or a lifestyle so in acts chapter 4 verse 13 observe what they said about these guys that follow jesus acts chapter 4 verse number 13 now when they saw the boldness of peter and john and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with jesus something has changed they used to know them as illiterates they used to know them as ignorant people they used to know them as unlearned people but because they became students of jesus after a while they, what jesus carried reflected on them they took note of them and they concluded uh -uh, these are not the same people we used to know these men have been with jesus because the signature of jesus can be seen in their lifestyle you get to know disciples with time it takes a bit of time when you find the word disciple used the most in the book of acts when you get to the epistles you won't find the word disciple you will see the word mantano mantano means to learn that's what brother paul will say we have not so learned christ ephesians 4 20 to 22 we have not so learned christ but you have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. As the truth is in Jesus. That's the word mantano. Mantano. Where you have the word disciple. So it's not a prominent word in the epistles. 
because a disciple is an eyewitness something you see something you observe by practice by instruction by learning something you observe by practice by instruction and by learning so in the book of acts they now saw that those believers have now become disciples they have become disciples people who were listening and making a practice of what they were learning people who were listening and making a practice of what they were learning so in acts 4 13 where we read it says that knowing these men were unlearned they were uneducated they took note of the fact that this man must have been with jesus because luke tells us for example that jesus had taught these people for 40 days in acts chapter 1 verse 2 and 3 acts chapter 1 verse 2 and 3 please pay attention until the day in which he was taken up after that he through the holy ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen next verse to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of god so when he taught them then acts chapter 1 verse 14 acts chapter 1 verse 14 now says after the teaching this all continued this all continued that's the mark of a disciple he continues with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and mary the mother of jesus and with his brethren why because they have been taught so since they have been taught what was the what was the result they continued they continued they continued in one accord in prayer and supplication with the women even mary the mother of jesus made herself a disciple a student of jesus mary was part of those that continued with the teachings that jesus gave them for 40 days that means for the 40 days jesus was teaching mary was taking notes she did not say he's my son after all no she knows that there was something about jesus that is not ordinary in fact she knew that it was a privilege for her to have carried him she had understood that is why she was up with them praying and i guarantee you it was in this prayer meeting that the holy ghost came and mary spoke in tongues on the day of pentecost i'm talking about the mother of jesus they continued so a christian ought to be a student acts chapter 2 verse 42 they continued steadfastly in the apostles teaching proskaterio in the greek steadfastly in the apostles teaching they didn't only continue but they continued steadfastly they didn't just continue there was a steadfastness in their continuity they were not just continuing there's a way you can continue sluggishly 
There's a way you can continue without commitment, without dedication, but you're continuing. But these guys continued with an attitude of steadfastness. That means they were steadfast in the things they were taught. They were not lazy. Steadfastly. Proskaterio. Most times, you often have what is called in the church, you know, in the church world, worldwide, foundation class foundation class we did it in this church foundation class and then foundation class used to be like six weeks or something you know where they give you fundamentals of teaching the foundation of the basis of christianity you're a new creature you're born again you're a child of god your sins are forgiven i scrapped that foundation class because what is so, supposed to be taught there is what we're learning now. Everything we're learning in these services is foundation school. Everything. It's not supposed to be a few weeks of foundation class. <laughs> the diet is the same for life. It's the same diet. Are you understanding? Okay. So we scrapped it. Then we started discipleship classes which is on now because everybody ought to be discipled by somebody because discipleship is just is beyond just learning observation is part of it rebuke is part of it correction is part of it all of that there's a grooming there's a deliberate intentional grooming that takes place in discipleship and if you remember very back in the days we used to have what we had so we called sunday school you know, I remember in our in the church where I attended, we used to sing that Sunday school song. Everybody ought to come to Sunday school. Sunday school. Sunday school. The men and the women and the boys and the girls. Everybody ought to come to Sunday school. We sang it every Sunday morning before we started classes. And the song st stuck with me. I've not sang that song for 30-something years. But it is still there everything clear <laughs> everybody ought to come to sunday school and they taught us scriptural songs my heart was dark with sin until the savior came in his precious blood i know has washed it white as snow and in god's word i'm told i walk the street of gold to grow in christ each day i read my bible and pray they used to teach us those songs. And we sang them in Sunday school. You know, Sunday school. The church had Sunday school. A lot of us are products of Sunday school. Because Sunday school did a lot of good for us. When you arrive at church every Sunday morning, everybody's broken into classes. And then we had a curriculum that ran for one year. There is memory verse and there is a body of truth that was communicated systematically. It wasn't haphazard teaching. It was organized teaching. By the time you go through, the teaching will have gone through you too. You go through it, it goes through you. So by the time both of you come out, two of you are looking like each other. I mean, in church this morning. So there was Sunday school, and then Sunday school became replaced by first, second, and third service. First, second, third service. The church growth madness came. Everybody wanted to grow his church, grow his church. So, church growth, church growth, church growth. And then I remember back then, Sunday school used to be one hour, 30 minutes every Sunday morning. 
And after Sunday school, we will ask questions, answer questions, learn our memory verse and all of that. Then they will give us a quiz or a test. Then after that, we will not enter the church for celebration service. You remember? Then when we come into celebration service, we will sing, we will praise, we will give. Pastor will preach again in the same service. And then after that, we all go home. And then you go home with homework from Sunday school that you walk on through the week. Next Sunday, you are back with your homework. And then there's a review of last week's teaching. It was organized teaching. And a lot of people were molded by these teachings. But when the church growth madness came in, the scraps on the school first, second, third service took over. So, what I decided to do in this church over the last few years is that the entire church service is cool. How many of you observe? We come sing a few songs, pray, and then I teach for the greatest part. Then we take our offerings and a few announcements and everybody's gone home. The main thing is the teaching of God's word because that's the way church is supposed to be. If you're following, say, I hear you. That's the way church is supposed to be. The truth of the matter is that there is nothing really called believers Sunday class, Sunday class or believers uh, foundation class where you attend for weeks. Every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Thursday, every time we gather, we are to continue steadfastly in the apostles teachings in the apostles because christianity is apostolic and historic so since christianity is apostolic and historic we are supposed to continue with what has been handed down to us brother paul says as a wise master builder i have laid the foundation and another man build it upon that foundation for other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid meaning i have laid the framework of the body of truth that is supposed to be carried faithfully and handed down to one generation that will hand it down to another generation that will hand it down to another generation. That is actually what it's supposed to be. We're not supposed to be found inventing. We're not supposed to be found inventing or innovating. We are supposed to be found excavating and bringing out what is already there. That's Bible teaching. That's how it's supposed to be in church. You see, all of that, all through the scriptures we read, in Acts, they were all called disciples. <clears throat> Look at Acts chapter 4, I mean chapter 8 verse 4. Acts chapter 8 verse 4. <clears throat> Acts of the Apostles chapter 8 verse 4. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. <laughs> Why were they scattered abroad? Persecution persecution came to the church the people were scattered everywhere people were being arrested people were being, were being you know killed people were being murdered there was intense persecution on the church now there's a pattern i want you to observe because in that acts chapter 8 one story was unpicked and that's the story of philip going to samaria the first thing is, they were taught, they were taught, they were taught, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, then chapter 8, persecution. They were taught, and the outcome is that they could now go everywhere preaching the world. They could now go everywhere. Every one of them was a preacher of the world. Something significant there is, it was during persecution. 
What a time to run away. What a time to abandon the faith. What a time to deny that you have ever been a Christian. And somebody was telling me sometime back that the kingdom of God will take over. We are taking over. Papa, we are taking over. I said, what are we taking over? We are taking over politics. We are taking over government. We are taking over entertainment. We are taking over football. Hmm? Taking over. <laughs> I said to him, no, there's no such thing. He said, it's in the Bible. I said, you are reading it upside down. There's no such thing. Jesus came as a king, a ruler, not like Caesar. Jesus came as a king and a ruler, but not like Caesar. In fact, Jesus emphatically said, my kingdom is not of this world. Clearly, in black and white. <laughs> my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were to be of this world, none of you will play around with me none of you will even arrest me but because my kingdom is not of this world that is why you can treat me the way you want to treat me caesar ruled with the sword caesar ruled with money caesar ruled with men that's the kingdom of this world if you're going to be anything relevant governor president whatever you want to be you must have a sword. You must have money. You must have men. You must. You can't rule in this world without a sword. You need an army. You need guns. And then you need money. And then you need men who believe in you. And believe that you are loyal to them. That when you get in there, they will all be represented. That's the way the world system works. What are you talking about? Okay, let me give you an, an example. If the governor leaves the, gov the, 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 the governor's house, you think he will drive through the street alone? Huh? There will be escorts, there will be pilots, there will be sirens, there will be military men, there will be all kinds of, you know, uh, all kinds of military stuff. So that if you try anything on the road, the way they will handle you, you will not remember that you are a party card carry member. Why? Because that's the way the world system works. It's, 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 it's a form of tyranny. It's a form of tyranny. Intimidation. Harassment. Harassment. Why? Because that's the way the world system works. But the kingdom of God doesn't work like that. So that's why we will not take over government. We will not take over politics. We will not take over entertainment. We have a mandate to preach the gospel. Get men from darkness to light. Say I hear you. That doesn't stop your personal ambition to be a governor or to be a president. Brother, if you have that ambition and you have what it takes, go by all means. And when you are there, remember me. That's your personal ambition. That's not the kingdom of God. That's your personal dream. That's what you want to do with your life as a person on it. But that's not the kingdom of God. Am I teaching here? Righteousness, peace, joy we are in the Holy Ghost. That is what? The kingdom of God. Are we teaching? Okay. So I had to correct him. Jesus ruled by sacrifice. Jesus ruled by death. 
<laughs> Jesus ruled by death. It is through death that he became the king of kings. When he rose from the dead, God gave him a name. So except you want to drop the cross and go for Caesar's sword and go for Caesar's army. Some people imbibe a wrong thinking. You know, because they are not well taught. There are things you learn. In discipleship, please listen carefully. In discipleship, you drop what you used to think. In discipleship, you drop what you used to think. You must think the word, not think for yourself. In discipleship, you think the word, you don't think for yourself. Somebody says, Christianity allows critical thinking. Christianity wants you to think. No. Christianity says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12. He says, do not think like the Gentiles think. Ephesians 4, 17. We do not think like the Gentiles. So, in Christianity, we don't question everything. Say, no, you have to question everything. No, you don't. If you have to question everything, then it is no more faith. If you have to question everything, then it is no more faith. It is called the faith because there are things you don't question. There are things you just believe. There are things you just believe. Am I teaching good? If you have to question everything, it is humanistic, not Christianity. So these guys had an opportunity to run, a time to escape because there was persecution. But the Bible says they went everywhere preaching the word because they had learned from the apostles. They went everywhere preaching. I thought they would have gone to United Nations with placard. You know, activism, placard. Discrimination against Christians preaching. United Nations, we have come. Discrimination. They are not allowing religious freedom of expression. United Nations, do something about it. No. Persecution brings the best out of the church. Yeah. It brings out the best. It is when there is persecution, people pray anyhow. People pray because it produces, that is where you see power in the midst of persecution. That's the way it works. You can't pray it off. You can't pray off persecution. <laughs> you can't. That's why in Acts chapter 3, when they, were, when they healed a lame man and they were beaten, in Acts chapter 4, they were humiliated for miracle. Bible said they went back to their company and reported how they were malhandled. They didn't pray judgmental prayer. They lifted up their voices to God and said to God, Lord, you are God. You are God. Who by the mouth of David your servant have said. Why do the hidden rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings and the rulers have risen up against Christ and against his anointed. But Lord, behold their threatening. Behold their threatening. See how they threaten us. And grant us boldness. They didn't say stop them. Mm -mm. Let them continue. But give us boldness. That with all boldness we may preach your word in the midst of their threat 
by stretching forth our hands to heal and that signs and wonders may be done in the name of your holy son Jesus and the place was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and went everywhere preaching the world. You don't pray persecution off. When there is persecution, you pray for boldness. Because the best of a believer comes out when there is persecution. Am I teaching good? Yeah. We pray for boldness. We pray for miracles. We pray for utterance. That in the midst of trials, we are not deterred. We are confident. We are bold to declare God's word. These guys, you know, these are the same guys you said. They say, Peter, you are with Jesus. Say, I know him not. Did you say Jesus? I don't know him. Please don't be calling that name near me. They denied Jesus. They were not even the ones to be crucified. It was Jesus that was to be crucified. They were denying Jesus. But after thorough teaching, after thorough teaching, the Bible said when they beat them, they rejoiced that they were worthy to suffer for the name of Christ. They were not running from persecution. They were running to persecution. When believers are well taught the word of God, nothing can stop the preaching of the gospel. Nothing. Go to northern Nigeria and see Christianity. Go to northern Nigeria. Go and see Christians that are not sure that if they go to church, they will come home. Go and see that they are not deterred. Ah, I remember when we used to be back in Zaria. Under the persecution, our house was burnt to ashes. The Muslims came and burnt down our house. Intimidated us. Wanted to burn down the church. In the midst of that, I was preaching. I was entering everywhere. I will preach in the day. I remember in my school, one time they declared me wanted. They were looking for me everywhere. In the night, I was sleeping in a female hostel under the bed. Brethren gathered, made a way for me. Every night, they would take me to some sister's bunk and put me under to sleep. During the persecution, one of the, one of the presidents of a fellowship was slaughtered castle they laid him down and slaughtered his neck they were looking for us in the midst of his prayer we pray all night and preach all day pray all night preach all day pray all night preach all day we will walk close to them and say receive you see them falling under the power and they will run power pass power they come with sword we come with lakota balata you know persecution brings out the best it makes you pray. It makes you fast. Because under persecution, you know that the only thing you have is God. All this uh, butter and bread Christianity. Praise God. They went everywhere preaching. And they said, I bear in my body the marks of Christ. <laughs> I bear in my body the marks of Christ. Somebody say, let us pray that nobody can touch us because we bear in our body the mark of Christ. That is why they will touch you. Because you have a mark that will make it easy for you to be identified. The mark of Christ doesn't mean touch not. The mark of Christ means marks of persecution because of Christ. That is, we have marks in our body that have been put on us during persecution because of our faith in Christ. That's the meaning of mark of Christ. Mark of Christ means marks that came 
as a result of persecution for the gospel. That's why it's brother Paul says, Hence for let nobody trouble you. Because I have charted my course. I am on a journey where persecution is part of my journey. The marks are already on me. Are we teaching here? So in case you have been praying mark of Christ prayer, you better stop that. Father, I bear the mark of Christ. Nobody can touch me. Uh -uh. That is why they will touch you because the mark will make it visible. Am I teaching here? Mark of Christ is marks of persecution. <laughs> Praise God. Jesus said, if they hated me, they will hate you. No servant is greater than his master. If I was abused, they will abuse you. If I was rejected, they will reject you. So, these guys had seen the pattern. The disciples had seen the pattern. Now, you know, there are four synoptic gospels. Four of them. Matthew has 28 chapters. Mark has 16 chapters. Luke has 24 chapters. And John has 21 chapters. Listen carefully. In all the 28 chapters, only two chapters of Matthew didn't talk about the ministry of Jesus. But the two chapters pointed to it. That's chapter 1 and chapter 2. Mark has 16 chapters. And all the 16 chapters talk about the ministry of Jesus. Luke has 24 chapters. Only two, just like Matthew, didn't talk about his ministry. But the two pointed to his ministry. So, out of 24, 22 chapters talk about dedicated to the ministry of Jesus. John has 21 chapters. All of them dedicated to the ministry of Jesus, the son of God. Yet, he is the servant of God. He is the son of God, but he makes himself a servant. So, if you claim to be like Jesus... If you claim to be as he is, you must serve like Jesus served. That is why even though he is the son of God, he is called the servant. Look at Matthew 20, 27. Matthew chapter 20, verse 27. Somebody getting blessed? Matthew 20, 27. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Next verse, 28. Even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many in the kingdom of god leadership is service leadership is service there are about nine or so words used for leader in the bible and most of those words were used for the gentiles what you have in scripture is servant, minister. You know, people like the word apostle, apostle. There are a lot of them in town. Apostle this, apostle that, apostle that, apostle that. And many of them think that name apostle is a name of dignity and uh, is a name for respect. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Ignorance is not good. With all you are getting, get understand. The word apostle is used either for an ambassador who serves on behalf of one. But most of the use of the word apostle means errand boy. An apostle is an errand boy. So when you say I'm an apostle, what you are saying is, I am an errand boy, a messenger, someone you send for dirty jobs. That's the meaning of apostle. Someone you send for dirty jobs to clean the floor, to mop the chairs. To wash the toilet. 
That's an apostle. Contrary to what some of you think. When they say he's an apostle, he's an apostle. Aram boy. They are not titles. They are not titles of earthly honor. They are not titles of earthly glamour. They are not titles of earthly glory. Those apostles, prophets, they are not titles at all. They are words that depict service. The son became a servant. The diaconer, he became a servant. In Philippians chapter 2, Bible says Jesus taught not himself to be equal with God. He, he stripped himself of all that makes him God and took upon him the form of a servant. He took the form of a servant. You cannot follow Jesus without serving Jesus. Mm -mm. You cannot follow Jesus without serving Jesus. Service is discipleship. Actually, the proof of discipleship is service. The proof of discipleship is service. When we are saying making disciples, it means we are training men to do what Jesus did. We are training men to do what Jesus did. We are learning to do what Jesus did. I mean, look at the four Gospels. In teaching, Jesus picked out 12 people. Then, 70. In Luke chapter 9 and Luke chapter 10, he sent them out to go and preach. How can you be a disciple of Jesus and you do not preach the gospel? What are you discipling? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave us Land Rover Jeeps. Hmm? For God so loved the world that he gave us Mercedes Benz. Hey, talk to me, Power City. Huh? For God so loved the world that he gave us mansions. What did he give us? His only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, if you really love the world, what you will give them by preaching the gospel is the gift of eternal life. When you really love somebody, you want to give him the gift of eternal life. Yes. You can't say, this is my best friend. And you have never preached the gospel to the person. You are a hypocrite. You are a liar. You are a big liar. Because if that person is really your best friend, the best gift of God is what you want to share. Maybe it's not your best friend. Maybe it's somebody you enjoy using. And you're using best friend to cover it up. Because if somebody is really your best friend, you want to share with the person the best gift. The best gift. The best gift. Sometimes you hear Christians and non-Christians having the same ideology. It baffles me. The same ideology. They will tell you what is the high point of Christianity. What is the high point of Christianity? Is it not if you have two clothes, you share one with your neighbor? That ideology. You have three shoes, you share two, you share with your neighbor. 
Is he not distributing food to the poor? Is that not the high point of Christianity? Huh? Equip struggling believers with skills. Train them on marketing, network marketing, forex trading, Bitcoin. Equip them. Is that not the high point? then you have some churches that are driven with that kind of talk. That's why in some churches, first service is entrepreneurial service. Second service is agricultural farming. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> they buy tractors for the church to, to, to give to brethren to go and farm. Say, Kai, that church is a caring church. It's a caring church. They train you to make money and how to make it in life. Very caring church. See, ah, that is where the real Christianity is. <laughs> they tell you, I must impact my world. How? Agriculture. Producing food for the foodless to eat. Then they take all of you to a seminar <laughs> where the speaker says, I don't believe in Jesus, but I believe in humanity. I believe in humanity. The last six months, our organization sent 40 million tons of food to Sudan. Three months ago, we brought in face marks, 14 million for Nigerians. I don't believe in Jesus, but I believe in humanity. Right now, we are putting together 40 million dollars. To send as relief to brethren in, I mean, to, to human beings. <laughs> we have decided to give back to humanity. You know, members of that church will say, wow, this is Christianity indeed. This man has become my new pastor. They believe that people that do that, they are the men of God. You see where the idea is warped? You see where that idea is warped? What the world needs is eternal life through the sacrifice of Jesus. That's why God loves the world. He didn't give us cars. He didn't give us Lamborghinis. He loves the world. He didn't drop down bags of rice in every family. He loves the world. He gave the world the gift of eternal life. Rice you can farm and produce. Food, you can locate that one by yourself. Clothes, you can manufacture. But there's one thing no human being can give. is the life of God. And that is what God gave to mankind. And that's the job of the church. To give to men the gift of eternal life. Through the preaching of the gospel. If you're following, say I hear you. That's the job of the church. Eternal life. No amount of entrepreneurship gives eternal life. No amount of indomie noodles can give eternal life. No amounts of clothes distributed can give eternal life. Where men are poor is in their heart. Men are poor in their heart. That's where the poverty is. In the heart. The poverty of man is beyond food to eat, clothes to wear. The poverty of man is to be without the spirit of God. Man without the spirit is dead. 
The poverty of man is to be without the spirit of God. So Dr. Gamina, is it wrong to give food to the poor? No, you are not getting the point. Hearing, you are hearing, but you are not hearing. Set your priorities right. You cannot be a disciple of Jesus without the ministry of Jesus. You cannot be a disciple of Jesus without the ministry of Jesus. The ministry of Jesus is what makes you a disciple. What is the ministry of Jesus? The ministry of Jesus is that he preached, he taught, he healed the sick, and he prayed concerning what he preached. He preached, he taught, he prayed for the sick, and he prayed concerning what he preached. So that men will believe his preaching and teaching and have eternal life. Which is the ultimate reason why Jesus came. John 10, 10, I am come that you may have life and be abundant. That you might have life and be abundant. Life is found in the spirit of a man who believes the gospel. So if you are a disciple of Jesus, that is your focus. There are two places in the world today where there is unusual conversion into Christianity. Iran and China. That is where the greatest revival is happening right now. In Iran and China. And in these two places, they have the strictest, stringent condition for worship. It's very difficult to find churches gather. No buildings, no TV lights. Yet, people are getting born again in their millions. Some in the underground. People are getting saved. Why? Because they have decided to preach the gospel Jesus' way. Believers have taken on the ministry of Jesus. Iran, Iraq, and more nations are opening up to the gospel. More nations. Saudi Arabia opening up to the gospel. To reach the world is the mandate how do you reach the world by reaching the men across your street that man across your street is how you reach the world people in bus stops motor parks the prostitutes the street boys the drug addicts the dropouts the bad those in the byways and the highways people in the hedges those are the people you reach out to them. You go to them and preach the gospel. You go to them. One of my sons was telling me, you know, in Accra. He said, when I went to start church, I was busy preaching to believers, um, to people who have gone to churches, and they were arguing too much with me. When I go to give them the gospel, they're arguing. Ah, how can you say a Christian can be born again, and Jesus has forgiven him, and anything he does, he is forgiven. Ah, 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 ah. They were busy. He said, he just told God, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm giving up on these people. I know you have not, but I have given up on all these people. I am going now to look for a drug addict. That I went to these guys that were smoking Igbo. When he got in there, I said, Gentlemen, I just came to share the love of God with you guys. So, eh. Okay, wait, let's finish this one where we started. So, finished. Okay. Tell us what you came to tell us. He shared the gospel. They sat down, they gave him chair. 
He taught and taught and taught and taught and taught and taught. The reality of the gospel entered them. They knelt down and received Christ. He got them baptized with the Holy Ghost. They started speaking in tongues in the Igbo joint. He cleaned them up. He said, right now, they are committed. They are the first foundation members of his church. They go for evangelism every day. And he said, Papa, since I have been in ministry, nobody has given me money like these boys. Every day, Pastor, are you okay? Take this one. Pastor, are you okay? They, that if they take their own, they must give me my own. He said, I didn't ask them. I didn't have to teach them. He said, so Papa, I have decided all these recycled Christians, I have given up on them. I'm going for raw sinners. I'm going for raw sinners who don't know anything. And he said, these people don't argue. Anything I tell them is final. If I tell them Jesus has died for you, they believe. If I tell them your sins are eternally forgiven, they believe. If I tell them you have eternal life forever, they believe. No argument, no saying, what about one save? What about uh, eternal save or not save? He said, all that nonsense is not there. What I'm teaching them is all they know. They don't know anything other than what I'm telling them. So, and they, they don't know about any other church. They are not looking at any pastor in town. They are not interested because they, all they know where God is concerned is me. I say, I hope you are teaching them the right thing. He say, everything you teach, I teach them. I say, very good. Teach it right. Sometimes you waste time on people that, that are not serious. There are people that are in the trenches of sin. That a ray of light is all they need. Just a ray of light. You just go close to them and just put the light. All of them will come alive. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody. We take the gospel here. Go to where people who need Christ are. Don't go to where people already don't need anything. We preach this gospel. We preach this gospel. Praise God. To reach the world is to get across. Look at John 20, 21 as a roundup. John chapter 20 verse 21. Getting blessed? Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. Even so send I you. Next verse. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Next verse. Oh, glory to God. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. What does it mean the Father sent me? John 15, 26. John 15, 26. <clears throat> but when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. John 14, 26. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. As my Father sent me is the word Allos Paracletos. That is Christ coming to us in the spirit. Christ coming to live in us in the spirit. As my Father sent me even so send I you. In other words, Jesus tells us the purpose of the new birth or the another comforter is to go to the world and testify of Jesus. That's why he said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. How do you forgive people their sins? By preaching. How do you retain people's sins? By not preaching. So the high point 
of the indwelling of the spirit in the believer is to testify of Jesus. What is the essence of life of right living or living right? Your living right is not to end points with God. You're already righteous. You're already born of his spirit. The essence of living right is because of the gospel you preach. That's why you live right. Because of the gospel you preach. It's not to score points with God. You are the spirit already. And that is all he's ever going to give you. His spirit. As my father has sent me, so send I you. When Jesus rose from the dead to live in our hearts. He came to live in our hearts for this cause. To testify of him all over the world. To testify of him all over the world. You cannot claim to understand and practice Christianity without these elements I am pointing out. We preach the gospel. The spirit of Jesus in you is in you to serve. To serve. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost part of the earth. So Christianity will begin by learning what you are hearing now. This is where we begin Christianity from. Jesus crucified, buried, raised from the dead, now lives in us and begins to do through us the things he did in the four gospels. He is doing through us today the same things he did in the four gospels. So the four gospels have become a pattern for us. A pattern. A pattern for us. Where the spirit of God through us is giving expression to the will of God on the earth. What is the will of God on the earth? Blessed to be a blessing until all the families of the earth be blessed. Glory to God. The gospel of the blessing. We bring Christ and him crucified. We preach him. We preach him everywhere. Discipleship produces in you a heart of service it produces in you a desire to see others experience what you have experienced yesterday i was preaching for the full gospel businessmen in ghana and i told them the message that saves you makes a missionary out of you of the same message it saves you and makes you a messenger of the same you are saved in turn you take the same message you preach it so others can be saved Glory to God. I say glory to God. Now this is just a foundation I'm still laying of what I'll be dealing with this week. <clears throat> you don't want to miss what I'm going to teach in the next service because in the next service we're going to get into the heart of this teaching. <clears throat> what I did was to clear the, the bush so we can start the walk. <laughs> Amen. We're going to get into the heart of this teaching. This week is going to be very explosive. Very, very. Get ready. We're going to learn a lot of things, you know, um, that will help you to be effective. That will help you to be the kind of person that God, you know, God, God designed you to be. So you can fulfill the plan of God. So you can walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Being fruitful 
unto every good work. Say with me, I will walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. I will be fruitful unto every good work. Stand with me and say it again very loud, everybody. Stand with me. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Stand with me, everybody. Let's say these words together. I will walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. I will be fruitful unto every good work. Say, in the name of Jesus, I am strengthened with might by the Spirit in the inner man. I declare, I am a witness of the gospel. I preach the gospel. I make known the mystery of Christ. I proclaim the truths of the gospel in season, out of season. I am a bold witness. And in the name of Jesus, I receive boldness to make known the mystery of Christ. In the name of Jesus, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation. I have what the world is in need of. And I will not hoard it. I will push it out there. So that the perishing can experience the saving power of God. Amen. I didn't hear your amen. amen. Can I hear a better amen? amen? You know, we go everywhere preaching. Bible says they were scattered and they went everywhere preaching. They went where? Everywhere. What were they doing? Preaching the gospel. Preaching. And listen everybody, I have taught you this in, in, in Ted 4. Preaching the gospel is not touch and go. My, my brother, my brother, Jesus died. He was buried on the third day. He rose, ascended and went to heaven. Your sins are forgiven. Do you believe? If you believe, you are born again now. You have not started though. You only announce the title of the message. Evangelism takes hours. By the time you sit somebody down and you take him through the rudiments of the message for two to three hours, it is him that will say, what shall we do? What shall we do to be saved? You are not the one that will be saying, do you want to be? No. There's a way you will teach somebody. The cry for salvation will come out of him. That's evangelism. Then when he has received Christ, he has become your disciple. You take him through discipleship. Not that he's born again and said, let me take you to our church. Church is not target. Target is discipleship. And you know, as a church, we have discipleship manuals. I, I hope you know that. We have a manual you use for discipleship. You just need to stand by the bookstand, ask for the manual. And the, the, the training is in the manual. All the lectures, all the notes, even what to say in case you don't know what to say. You can read the manual word for word. And as you are reading it, power is flowing. Just like you read the Bible and power flow, the manual too is, is taken out of the Bible. So you just read it. Explain it. Read it. Explain it. Pray. Lesson 2. Lesson 3. Lesson 4. Lesson 5. To help the person have a kickstart to come and join the house where we continue the discipleship. Say, I hear you. I say, say, I hear you. Say, I will raise disciples. Please say it very loud. I will raise disciples. Say it like you know what you're talking about. I will raise disciples. Say, I will raise disciples for the kingdom of God. I will make disciples for Jesus Christ. I am an ambassador of this gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation. And I will make it known all over the world. I didn't hear a powerful amen. 
Lift your right hands to heaven. Father, I pray for everybody this morning in this building, online, on television, on radio, everywhere your people are hearing the sound of my voice. I ask that these realities continue to resonate in our hearts. There's a stirring in our hearts. There's a stirring of the spirit. There is a witness of the spirit. There is a stirring of the spirit. There is a witness of the spirit. There is a witness of the spirit in our hearts. Madago Jakota Malita Nakora Takea. In this season and in these times, to preach this gospel like never before. So I declare and I decree and I declare for everyone under the sound of my voice boldness to preach the word in the name of Jesus. Receive boldness to preach the word in the name of Jesus. And I decree that obstacles are terminated. Restrictions are taken away. Barriers are terminated. In the name of Jesus. And I decree that these signs follow you as you go to preach. In the name of Jesus, you cast out devils. You heal the sick. You cast out devils. You heal the sick. You cleanse the lepers. And the word of the Lord confirmed through you. In the name of Jesus. Father, we rejoice. That you're walking with us confirming your word with signs and wonders following thank you that all over this city all over this land all over this nation and the nations of the earth the gospel is preached and men are coming to the light of the truth of christ thank you for clarity through your word thank you that the army is rising in this house and the army is rising all over the world a people that the gates of hell is afraid of in the name of jesus and I decree that this week your steps are ordered by the Lord. Your steps are ordered by the Lord. I say your steps are ordered by the Lord. I say your steps are ordered by the Lord. I say your steps are ordered by the Lord. Every conspiracy of the enemy against you is terminated. Gadagolata. 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 Pastor Nedem, please come. I want to pray for you. Honey, come. Come, let's pray for Pastor. There are calculations. I see the calculations. I see the tables. I see them gathered. I see them sitting and calculating. And uh, I see them orchestrating. <laughs> and the Lord shall laugh. Let's laugh together with the Lord. I see two tables. I see them sitting on two different tables. One table is very wretched, poor, dirty table like that. Those kind of tables that uh, people that drink palm wine. Those kind of, you know, tattered table. And I see another one. Another one is a very expensive table. I see them sitting. And there's a correlation between this table and the other table. But as we are speaking right now, they are scattered. As we are speaking, they are scattered. They are scattered. They are scattered. I say they are scattered. Jakota na katali, babro da zakre ne kekele de bora ne kato beberika tonakategea ne gro da sokla ne gro to shakekele da babro da sokele de brina katatata le gro do zokahata. And prayers were made by the church without ceasing for Peter, and Peter was released out of every closure, out of every imprisonment. 
Lord, we decree and declare as the church of God, right now over your son, we speak total protection, total preservation. Their tongues are condemned. Their conspiracy is scattered. Their agreement shall not stand. Their counsel shall not stand. In the name of Jesus. Nakoya Nagadaga. Breda Nekorotosaka. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You have boldness, no fear whatsoever. You have boldness, your steps are ordered. Your steps are ordered. Your steps are calculated. You will go where you need to go, and you will avoid where you don't need to go. In the name of Jesus. Great grace is yours. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It is done. It is done. Nakota, Kalida. And I speak over all of you business people in this church. I speak over business people in this church. I speak over career people in this church. I speak over those of you that are involved in politics in this church. I speak over those of you that are involved in different professions. By the grace and the favor of Jesus Christ. As I'm speaking right now, including those of you watching online, on television, and in our campuses. I decree that every tongue that rises against you in judgment is condemned. Is condemned. Is condemned. And as you are, your amen is coming like thunder. Receive fresh opportunities. Fresh opportunities. Receive fresh ideas. Receive fresh ideas. Receive fresh ideas. In the name of Jesus. The work of your hands are blessed. The work of your hands are blessed. The work of your hands are blessed. Hey, let them that favor is righteous cause shout for joy. 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 Let them continually say the Lord be magnified that has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Can everybody say the Lord is magnified that has pleasure in my prosperity. Now you will say that three times. Then we will shout crazy. Play the instruments. Hit the drums. We're going to make some crazy noise. He says, let them shout for joy. Let them continually say. So let's say together everybody. The Lord is magnified. That has pleasure in my prosperity. Two more times. The Lord is magnified. That has pleasure in my prosperity. Now say it for the last time. Shout for joy. Glory. Doors are opening. Doors are opening. Barriers are collapsing. Favor is speaking for you. Favor is speaking for you. Doors are opening. Opportunities favor. is blessed your coming in is blessed and i declare as you go out you will carry the everlasting gospel in your mouth wherever you are found beyond business and profession your first priority you will preach the gospel 
you will make Christ known. You will reveal Christ to the world. You will raise disciples in the name of Jesus. It is done. It is done, done, done. In Jesus' precious name. Can I have a powerful amen in the building? Listen to me, people. There is great victory for you. Great victory. The devil has lost. He came too late. We're ahead of him. Amen. You don't want to miss the next service, but I want to take up your honor offerings all over the world in our campuses. You know, those of you watching online, we give our honor offering to honor the word. To honor this word and to honor the, the, the labor of God's word. We honor what Christ has done and the sacrifice of, his, of, of, of himself for our salvation. So, I'd like you to package your honor offerings all over in the building. Online, there are banking details. On TV, there are banking details. And those of you listening on radio, Mr. Michael Bush will read the banking details in the next segment of Ask the Council. But everybody else, grab your offerings this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. The online family, you don't want to miss the next service and you don't want to miss the next few days. Every evening, 6 p.m., GMT plus one, Monday to Saturday. The next Sunday will be the final sessions of Ted season five. I'm excited about it. Praise God. All right, lift up your offerings, Father. We give in faith and we give with joy and we honor what Christ has done for us. We decree that as we give today, our offering is a sweet smell before you. And we declare that everyone giving your needs are met according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You lack nothing. You have everything provided. I decree that you have all of God's favor at work on your behalf. And we are making tremendous power available that is dynamic in his working. So through this week, expect miracles at every turn. Expect favor at every turn. Because the power of God is working on your behalf. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Glory! Now, just for the purpose of our international community, within the week, we'll be pulling out the announcements and all the arrangements for Power Bible School July, you know, which will also be 30 Days of Glory, uh, Season 8. Soteria Season 8. And then at the end of it, the first week of August will be Homecoming. Homecoming will be third Season 8. I mean, third Season 7. This is five. I'm going to do season six before 30 days of glory. And then during the homecoming will be third season seven. It's going to be exciting. We're going to have a blast. So we're going to pull out the advert so that those of you coming from all over the world, you can get your tickets, you can book your hotels, you can make plans, you can begin to prepare to get visas. And we can get all of that on the way. We're looking forward to having all of you come back home. We're going to have a great time of fellowshipping with one another. And just get into enjoy Christ together. We love you guys. And you don't want to miss the next service at 11 a.m. I'm looking forward to continue what I started this morning. And until I see you in the next service, enjoy the grace of Christ. Let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this service this morning. Glory! Amen! Woo! Amen! Praise God. Message. For these, all the messages and books by Dr. Abel Damino. Please call plus 234-806. 8009939 or email 
powercityoffice at gmail.com. <laughs>